happy to sell digital cameras. They sold a ton. They just didn't do it successfully. Kodak had never really competed in a free enterprise. They had always had a monopoly. They had always had unfairly high profit margins. So suddenly you had these Japanese companies coming in like Sony and Fuji and Canon and Nikon and they ate their lunch. When it was finally a fair fight, Kodak could not hold up at all. Well, they also were a really big company and big companies are slow and harder to move and harder to change. They had over 17,000 employees. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to completely change a film company into a digital camera company and not see some losses? Well, Fuji did a really good job of making that transition. AFCA, What's probably that? haven't heard of that. They were a film company that you probably haven't heard of. They were a big competitor, but they kind of also faded out. So Kodak did not make that transition, but it, I don't believe it was because they didn't try. They tried and they failed and it was probably impossible. Giants fall. IBM used to be like the biggest company in the world. Now you don't even know what they do. What do they do? I don't know what they're doing now. Oh. I said you don't know, but I also don't know. Nobody knows what IBM does. So let's talk about what Kodak is doing today. Kodak is still a big company today, which I didn't realize going into this whole podcast. They make over a billion dollars in profits. They have like 5,000 employees, and they have six different divisions. It seems like they make their money enforcing the patents that they've owned. Sort of started with George Eastman. Yeah. So they still have patents for digital cameras and stuff, and no doubt they make a little bit of money on that. They also happily sell the Kodak label to anybody. It seems like anybody can make a Kodak product now. Yeah, but they also do, um, they, they still make plates for printing like business cards and things like that, like offset printing. Oh, really? They make the aluminum plates for that. And that's, I think, the biggest part of their business, actually. And, and it's like recurring customers because you can't just buy one plate and use it forever. Like they have to keep reusing them. And so, yeah, they, that's, the biggest part of their business is printing. You can also buy a Kodak racing drone. I don't know why you would want that. It looks like a regular racing no. drone, but it's got the like orange and red Kodak logo on the side of it. And I think the worst example of them just selling off their brand equity, 2018 CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, they launched the Kodak Cash Miner, which yeah. you were supposed to plug it in and it would make mining Bitcoin easy. And they promised that you would make huge profits from it and it was completely unsustainable and many outlets called it a total scam. And I don't know that they ever actually went to market. Yeah. It was just some company that was trying to cash in on Bitcoin and they seemed to have bought the Kodak logo and just slapped it on the side. It seems like Kodak is selling the logo to anybody to make a few bucks and make some money off of this amazing brand that George Eastman started building 140 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought that they were gone, but they're still generating revenue. They're still a company. They're still a pretty big company. And that surprised me. Yep. This brings us to the end of the podcast. Wait, there's one more thing they made. What's that? I mean, they made a lot of things, but uh, I believe it was 2018. They remade the Super 8 camera, the video camera. Right. 
And they put like a headphone jack and they, they put a, a micro SD card for audio. And um, you can make your own Super 8 footage. It looked really cool. I was actually going to pick one up and try it, but it was like over $1,000 or something. So that's a pretty big investment. But they're still doing some things. There is a resurgence of film, especially for proper filmmakers. And Super 8 was always pretty cool. Yeah, and I believe our friend Andy Shields uses Kodak film and begged us to not ruin Kodak for him in this podcast. And I don't think we did. No. There's so much good history. It's there yeah. a, is there a... A dark history around World War II, yeah, it's going to make you cry, Andy. But I think there's so much good early history, and now they're fine. What are you going to do? I would love in the comments of our YouTube channel to hear everyone's experiences with their Kodak products. What did it mean to you? When was the first time you picked up a Kodak camera? Do you have any nostalgia for the brand, or are you totally done? Do you know something about Kodak that we don't know? I bet that Chris we, Reddy does. Yeah, I bet Chris Reddy does. I feel bad for Chris having had to hear all of this because most of this is not common knowledge about Kodak. I really had to de dig deep into the archives to find some messed up stuff. The Kodakery. The Kodakery. Don't read the Kodakery. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from me. Thank you to our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a website, a store, a portfolio, Squarespace can make it happen. And it's easy and it's free for 14 days while you work on their trials. So go to squarespace.com Chelsea. If you decide you want to buy it, you can get 10% off with the coupon code Chelsea. All of that is in the description below. Thank you, Squarespace. And we'll see you all next time for the Picture This Photography Podcast. Please subscribe, like, leave us a review. It would help us out so much.